Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to today's podcast, the Time Lightment series, subtitled How Poetry Found Me. I hope that you're doing well out there in the world today. I hope that everything that you are aspiring to do, you're able to accomplish. But most of all, I'm hoping that you really begin to understand yourself and what you really mean to the world. And if you haven't discovered that yet, maybe through listening to my podcast, or my YouTube videos, watch my YouTube videos, or watch me do a Facebook Live. I'm hoping that we get to discover who and what we are and what we're doing. I just want to state up front that I am a I was I was a writer of poetry. I have published ten books, divided into two series, and I'm working on my current one. My first series is Time Lightment. My second series is Soul Splitting. You can go to Amazon, type those words in, or type my name, Leroy Fleming, and see the work that I've published up to this point. I hope that you read it. I hope that you enjoy it. I hope that it inspires your life once you pick it up. And if you're asking me where I think you should start, I think you should start at the very beginning with Time Lightment, Volume 1. And let that journey take you through the ones that I have published now and the one that I'll be publishing later on. We are the makers of our own destiny, whether we believe it or not. Any pitfalls we have, the choices that we've made, we are in this position because of the way we have chosen to live our lives. Could it be different? In retrospect, you're looking back in your memory, maybe. But the stark reality is, is we're living in the now, right now, where we are. Which brings me to my topic, self-quarantine part two. And this topic is about just exposing yourself to the elements of the universe and just trying to understand who you are and what your place would be in it. My previous in my previous podcast, Self-Quarantine Part 1, I tried to talk about the physical, mental, and spiritual part of you, which led to me explaining to you guys I'm a writer and that I'm on my third series. And to give you a recap, I was basically saying that the universe spoke to me in waves and I responded in waves regardless of the time, the amount of writing, or whatever the situation may have been that would cause me to write, I would do that even if I had to have a a piece that needed to be written in my head while I was at work. When I come home, I would transcribe it into the piece that it came to be in the books that I have published already. But that was a unusual occurrence in that. And in this episode, I want to try to seek and not clarify And hopefully you can see the clarity in my way of being. When I was writing about the loss of my mother, there was a speed and a tempo that I could not control. Life would not let me control it. And while I was doing all of this writing to eliminate the pain of losing her in the midst of chasing my dreams and goals and aspirations, 
it caused me to fall back into a level of misery that I personally had not experienced in a while. Because at that time, losing her was the most significant thing in my life. And it altered everything that I wanted to do in my life. But poetry came along by way of divine inspiration. And it took what my thoughts were. And it shaped them into what now is the books that you're seeing on Amazon and on my websites. There was a point where I was writing so feverishly that I came to a point where one day it melted down. I had reached the apex of expression and then there was a dissension. And the reason I say I reached the pinnacle of it, there was a certain calmness about what I had done and I yet could explain it. Trying to explain it was difficult then and it might prove difficult now, but I have to at least keep you all aware of how poetry found me and what resolution it gave me. During the process of this writing, I was writing extensively. And when I got to the end of Soul Splitting and I began to publish it, and it was a five-volume series, I noticed a change in the amount of pieces that I was, that I was writing. The first set of books contained 72 pieces each, all five of them, in the Time Lightning series. I was astonished that I could put 72 pieces in each book, but that just shows you the pace that I was writing. When I got to Soul Splitting, the first three volumes had 72 in it. And when I got to the fourth one, I was wondering why this didn't have the same amount and why wouldn't five have the same amount. When I got to this point, ladies and gentlemen, what I determined or what was spoken to me mentally, the issue that you wanted to solve, the issue that you wanted to get a handle of has now been resolved. You wanted to write about the love, the pain, the agony, the insecurities, the lack of love, the love of your brothers and sisters, the power of God, the power of temptation, the power of manipulation. All of those things you saw, the power of education, all those things I was writing. And when I got to publish the last two, the universe was telling me that you have resolved these issues with your mother and I didn't quite believe it but I went ahead and edited the book this way anyway and when I printed the last book edited the last book and read the last book I could feel that I had honored my mom beyond my wildest dreams even though I wanted to provide for her while she was alive even though my dreams was connected solely to her I felt that in this way I had done her justice sometimes we want so much for so many people especially especially those that are instrumental in our lives that to see someone leave that you to see someone leave that you consider before your time 
is astonishing work. You never expect it to happen that way. But it happened. And I had it for a great portion of my life. And if I would have understood my dreams thoroughly, if I would have been ambitious in the beginning and had that strong desire to break away from the pact, then maybe I could have been able to accomplish those things. And you got to be able to look at your life the same way. You got to be able to look at it and think, if I need to break away from the pact to accomplish this dream for my parent or for my children, what does that mean? What does that look like? What books do I need to read? How inspired am I to do that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, when I finished soul splitting, I felt a huge relief from that. And to finish that was something of a miracle. And I was still writing. But the goal initially was to write 16 books. I had already written and published 10. Now I have six more to go. And I had written well until the last series. But there was a there was a catch. And what I mean by that is the rate that I was writing wasn't the same as it was in the beginning and I didn't know how I was going to get through it meaning that the initial challenge that I had in my mind was to be a provider for my mom to show her the dreams to show my brothers and sisters to help our family along in this struggle of of life and I had I felt that I had done that but how am I going to finish up these six and what does these last six actually mean? If I dedicated everything that I needed to my mom, what does these six actually mean? But me still being inspired by the universe, I was still writing. But I wasn't writing as long as I felt and they weren't the kind of things that when you, when I look at them, they would be short and concise. No, I was writing this last series and it would stretch out the pieces in terms of the amount of words that I would put on a page or the conclusion that I would have at the end of a piece starting from the beginning. And I always thought that that was kind of odd, but why was I writing this way? But the thing that I didn't do, I didn't try to question the creator for what I was writing I was just wondering why I was 16 and these writings they would come like three days later five days later a week later sometimes a month later and I just couldn't quite figure out why the flow wasn't as rapid as it was now and I think that that's a lesson from the universe. When you're inspired, you can't rush inspiration. There's nothing you can do to make inspiration come any faster to you than inspiration will come to you. But if it was me, and I sat down to create what I would call a, a physical mental writing, then the struggle would be even worse because I need to control the pen. I need to control what's coming from within. And it didn't work like that. And I didn't want to change what I needed to write 
just to try to satisfy my need to finish up the last series. And I will wait for inspiration to come to me. And sometimes in my level of frustration, because I need to be clear about finishing up the series, I try to rush things. And I really didn't, and you really can't rush things. And as things would come to me, say, for instance, if I write a week later, when I do sit down to write those things that are most powerful in my memory or those things that are hovering above me spiritually, when I begin to write them, it seems like I was still pulling them from an unknown place. And when I would finish it, and here's the thing about inspiration, you write until it ends. You don't control the pen, you just write until it ends. And as I was doing this, I was noticing that it's getting longer and longer, but the clarity is at the end. Number one is the pen was there the thought was dictating it, and I was just following it until it ends. We just got to think about those things when we, when we are doing inspirational things. And here's a story that I share with you. I think you might already know about this. It's Sylvester Stallone, and he recalls this story with Tony Robbins. And Tony Robbins is telling a story about how he got into Rocky, and he goes through this whole spiel of he knew he wanted to be an actor in movies. And he was relentless about going to audition. And he went to several different auditions to the several companies several times. And he got like bits and pieces of parts. But one day he was watching Muhammad Ali, who was fighting this this European guy. And the guy was getting beat by Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali really badly. After the fight, Sylvester Stallone said he had the movie and it came to him in a flash. You see what I mean? But with all the effort that he had put out there trying to get into Hollywood by being an actor, was difficult. But he saw this boxing match and it gave him his inspiration. And he said, he sat down, he got a pen and he said he wrote for 20 hours straight, not putting the pen down, 20 hours. And when he got done, he had the script to Rocky. That's inspiration. That's something that the universe strikes a chord with you. You get an alignment with that. You honor that and you follow the track that it gives you. And if it's if it's inspired, then what's going to happen is no matter what people tell you about that inspiration, you know that it's valuable because it comes from a place that you did not control. Has Sylvester Stallone controlled it, he wouldn't have written it in 20 hours, probably would have written it in 20 years. But the inspiration to want to be an actor, the inspiration to send a story that would touch humanity was far beyond his wildest dream. And when he would go back to these auditions and he would talk to the producers or the people that was doing audition, he'd say, hey, I got an idea for a movie. And he got to this one company and they liked it. He said, there's one problem. I got a star in it. And they said, nah, we not gonna do that. So he left. But eventually they caved in and said, well, if you wanna 
being this, we're not going to pay you all this money. We'll just give you this in points on the movie. Because the movie was inspired, when the movie was was released, they they put in a million dollars in production for that, and the movie grossed over two hundred million dollars. Because that was inspiration that was touching Stallone at that time to elevate him to the level of star status at that time until this time because he wrote what he saw in his mind. He wrote what the life energy at that time for him was given. Now when I was was writing, it's the same thing. When When the universe inspired me to write, when the creator gave me this piece to write, I just sat down and I wrote this piece. I didn't think about it and I didn't need anybody to to provide clarity for me because the universe in and of itself was giving me my inspiration, my instructions to write. But why the number 16, I just still couldn't figure it out, ladies and gentlemen. And there'll be times when you would do things and you don't necessarily know why. And when I was approaching this from the point of inspiration, the law of attraction, the law of divinity, the law of inspiration, the law of applied science, whatever I think a law was at that time, this is what I was doing, the law of love, the the law of loss, the law of gain. I was just trying to figure out what does the 16 mean? And if I could figure that out, then maybe it'll make sense to me. I I wrote volume one. I got through volume two. I got through volume three. I got through volume four. I got through volume five. I won't say relatively easy, but I got through them in the sense of I knew that it had to be 16. Now, the the climbing the mountain is the most difficult part because the next book was the hardest book. There was nothing that I could gather from the universe that showed me that I was going to be able to complete this work. And one day I was walking to the store and I was just observing nature at this time. The clouds, the sun, the trees, the feeling of the breeze. And I'm just thinking, how am I going to finish up this last book? And what does it mean to finish up 16? I made it to the store and I'm still thinking about this as my The weight of it was just great for me. And I want to say it was challenging, but if it was 16, I just wanted to make sure that I could finish the 16. I exit the store and I'm walking back. And this time when I get to a certain part of my walk, a, a title popped in my mind. And with the title, the title said, that this will be the title but you won't write this piece 
until the end. I hope I'm making sense to you. I wasn't through book number six, but I saw the last poem or the last piece before I saw all the other books in between. And when I saw this, I was just left to understand that this is going to be more challenging than I thought because I got the last piece before I got the other pieces and I don't know where I was but I had written a few in the last volume but I hadn't got to the point to where it was complete there was quite a few missing but I got the last piece that will go in the last series of book six and I'm writing still sparingly I would go for a job and I would see things around me that would fill me. I would be at work and I would look around me and that would inspire me. I would think about my family and all the sacrifices that they tried to make for me and the sacrifices that I tried to make for them. And if everything should pay off for me, I'd be able to contribute to our lives in a significant way. And all of this sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, is causing me confusion. Why am I telling you this? Because your goal, your life, your dreams, your aspirations, your steps, your processes, your ups, your downs, your kickbacks, your kick forwards, your sideways analysis, your straight analysis, all of this makes you who you are. And I was just lost at why I wasn't able to finish the book like I finished the other one and it still remains that there's a story that I had to tell and when I began to understand that then I began to see where it's going to lead me and when I say I had troubles I had troubles I had troubles so severe that I didn't think that I could see clearly and our world is filled with pain. And it seems like pain is the only way to maintain that you can gain, that you can overcome things. And I don't really seek pain out. I don't look for it to come into my life. I try to, I try to make sure I can evolve past it as much as possible. But sometimes it punches you. I mean, it hits you in your temporal lobe almost knocking you completely unconscious and if it hits you hard enough could possibly take your life depending on if the pain is severe enough and I got hit in my temporal lobe then I got punched in my eye then I got hit in my nose then I got hit square in the lips and then I got an uppercut to the to my chin and all of that happened in the span of six or seven months Life kept, life kept me on edge every day. And life, when I process the process, life doesn't do anything to anybody. It's everything that you have in your personal life that impacts your life. Life does not do anything to you. You're just born into this world. You're born to a family. You're nursed by that family. You're nursed by your environment. Therefore, it makes you the person that you are. 
and I was aspiring for high goals and aspirations. And we all need to aspire for high goals and aspirations, whatever that might be. And if you are understanding pain, then you got to understand you're going to have a little bit of that. You're going to have physical pain. You're going to have mental pain. I don't think you have spiritual pains because spirit doesn't feel it one way or the other. But the mental and the physical, you're going to go through it. And this is the way the last six was. And as I go deeper into it in the next series, then it'll be something that I hope that you would appreciate. I haven't published them yet, so I can't really give you all the details of it until that portion of it is done. I just wanted to explain to you the process of getting your mind on a spiritual plane or a plane other than what man try to make us exist on to realize that there is true inspiration in this world and it's not controlled by any human being. Your source of true inspiration is it will be you being able to tap into an unknown universe to draw energy from an unknown source in order for you to create the world that's around you. And with these books that I was writing, I was creating from an unknown source to bring into fruition something that the world needs. If not the world, it was something that could take the angst out of me, take the misery and reduce it and hopefully eliminate it and get me back on course to what it is I was ultimately put on this planet to do. And I'm working towards it every day. And I hope that you guys are doing the same thing. And if you can just start with the Time Lightning series, go to Amazon, order me, or go to my websites, www.timelightenment.biz or S-O-U-L-S-P-L-I-T-T-I-N-G dot biz. And begin the journey to kind of see what I'm unfolding to the what what the universe is unfolding to me and what the universe is allowing me to give to the human family. Ladies and gentlemen, to take this journey with me, I really appreciate this. And I just want to say something um, as I draw this particular episode to a conclusion. This is the end of season two. This has been a remarkable journey for me to get through season two. I'll be entering season three here soon. But you have things that you can listen to. You have things that you can ask your friend to share and and care and understand where we're trying to go in this journey of life. And season two is just a prelude to get more intense into season three. I hope that you have learned something from these two seasons that have been published or that's out there for you to listen to on Anchor. And also I would like to thank Anchor as well for giving this platform and giving me this opportunity to share these podcasts with you. Right now I'm I'm solo because I want to get the story out there as to what it takes to to achieve something. And sometimes you have to walk alone in order to make it. And you need platforms to do that. And Anchor just happened to be the platform of choice for me doing my podcast. And the more people subscribe to Anchor and listen to my podcast, the more it grows. 
And I'm looking forward to you all being able to sit down, listen to my podcast. I try to keep them within 30, 35 minutes for a nice ride or a nice walk. And as you're going through your day, hopefully you're being aware of the wind hitting the trees, the birds flying by. Or even if you see a dead animal on the side of the road that you can take in all of life along with the things that you have to deal from day to day to become a person that's more aware of themselves and we are aware of our environment. And when you look at it and you know that the vessel that we are currently residing in, that this is only one round, whether you live to be one year old or 101 year old, old, you'll get to see that this journey of life is an amazing addition to the spirit being able to see and look at everything in wonderment and that we come to resolution about ourselves. Still maintaining the fact that we need to chase our goals, our dreams, and our aspirations. I'm excited, ladies and gentlemen, that I got to get through two seasons and I can't wait to start the third one. But until we get the third one up, I just want you to be able to go out, go to Amazon, look for my name, look for the title of my books, or go to my website and start with volume one and begin to read your way and see the journey that I've taken to get me to book number 16. When that series is published, then I'll go into details even more about what that process looked like, what it felt like, and what do I plan to achieve from writing 16 books in three series. In closing, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say to you that Dr. Napoleon here said it best. If the mind can conceive it and believe it, then the mind can achieve it. If you see it in your mind and it's powerful like Sylvester Stallone writing Rocky, then there's room for you to accomplish your desire. Antonio T. Smith Jr. says you can plant better, you can dominate. If you can see yourself planting that seed in your mind and you visualizing the fact that you got to work on it, you got to nurture it, whether someone is with you or not, you understand whether or not whether someone is with you or not is not important. The main thing is that you plant the seed in your mind. You nurture the seed in your mind. And when you plant better and you keep planting all these seeds and and they're all in your mind and you visualize it, then you can dominate. When your ideas are made real, people will be able to say, where did that come from? Why did she do that? Why did he do that? Look at where they are. They was focused on their goal. Then you can dominate. You can teach others. And the fact that you've learned yourself and you've learned to share it with everybody else. And the last one is my own. It says, life does not require more from you. Life does not require less from you. Life only requires that you maximize your 24 hours. And if you could do that, then your dreams can become material possession. And it's in line with the, the, the previous two. And you got to find something that's going to work for you. You got to find something that's going to get you from where you're sitting now to where you want to be. And there is a lot of information on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, on television. There's tons and tons of audio books and there's physical books that you can buy that people have written and left a legacy for you to read. There's spiritual material, there's mental material, there's psychological material, there's physical material. There's tons and tons of information in this world 
that you can use to make your life more peaceful. I don't know how to get you to happiness, but you want to make it more peaceful. You want to be able to clear in your mind whatever that dream is, that you're going to develop an aura of peace as you pursue it tenaciously. You want to pursue it just like Buddha pursued enlightenment. You want to be tenacious and yet humble about where you're going. Robert Kiyosaki book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Go through that. You know, be humble, but be tenacious in your learning. This can grow and evolve the mind. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, I thank you for following me all the way through season two. Hopefully, I'll be able to bring you more inspiration in season three. If you listen to these 10, if you listen to season one and season two, hopefully the growth process for me as well as you is the same and that we can appreciate each other for standing up and believing the things that we do is not only beneficial to ourselves and to the world. And once again, anchor.com. If you don't know where it is, there's an app in, in the Play Store. Download the app, subscribe, and start listening to my podcast. And I also post them on Facebook to be viewed by the media, social media world. And hopefully we're learning and growing together. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your life. Enjoy your day. And let peace resonate through your entire being. Until next time, have an amazing life.